the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A sheriff says a man walked into a Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, about 30 miles southeast of San Antonio, and started shooting, leaving multiple people dead. The Wilson County News reports that Wilson County Sheriff Joe Tackett said the shooter had been taken down. It wasn't immediately known how many people were killed and wounded or who carried out the attack. The former head of the Democratic National Committee says that she considered initiating efforts to replace Hillary Clinton as the party's presidential nominee with the then-Vice President Joe Biden. I was under tremendous pressure uh, after uh, Secretary Clinton fainted to have a quote-unquote Plan B. I didn't want a Plan B. Plan A was great for me. I supported Hillary, and I wanted her to win, but uh, we were under pressure. Brazil was interviewed earlier today on ABC's This Week. More details at srnnews.com. Dennis Prager explains the left's thinking on taxes. If it does help the economy to lower the taxes of corporations, which of course it does, it doesn't matter to the left. It's not in the realm of concern, in their realm of concern. Their realm of concern is to tax the wealthy, not to achieve prosperity. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Coming up next, it's the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280. The Patriot. So don't go anywhere. But first, we will look at a weather forecast from the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center. Today, a high of 37 degrees in partly cloudy skies. A high of 34 on Monday with a good chance of snow overnight into Tuesday. And Tuesday, a high of 31 with mostly sunny skies. Stay tuned. It's the closer, Brad Carlson, right here on AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at uh, bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter Hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've kind of uh, done a little misdirection here. I had a show, an entire show planned, and I made a comment that uh, there was so much news from this past week 
that I don't know how I was going to be able to fit it all into one hour. And then, of course, you just heard the breaking news at the top of the hour. A uh, mass shooting took place. Uh, this is from a Fox News story. A gunman who reportedly shot and killed multiple people at a Texas church on Sunday has been fatally shot by police, Fox News has confirmed. Uh, the mass shooting was reported at First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, which is about 30 miles southeast of San Antonio. A witness told KSAT-TV that a man walked into the church about 11.30 this morning and opened fire at the crowd of people. The church holds morning worship services at 11 a.m., according to its website. Uh, one of our go-to guests that we go to on this uh, broadcast, whenever there is a... Uh, well, whether it's a terrorist attack, a mass shooting, or security concerns when it comes to soft targets, is uh, Peter Johnson. He is the co-founder of Archway Defense, and it was actually the fine folks uh, running Archway's Facebook page that alerted me to this uh, breaking story, and that's when I did some research on it. And I reached out to Peter literally about three minutes ago, asked if he could call in right now, and he's been very, very gracious to uh, to do that and kind of provide us uh, a little insight on this particular incident. Uh, first of all, Peter Johnson, I guess, uh, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I know it's been a few weeks, but uh, glad to have you with us today. Well, as always, uh, good to be on the show. Thank you. Uh, as I mentioned, Peter, at the outset here, uh, a gunman walked into this uh, church. Obviously, this is one which I think you would agree is one of these soft targets where people are otherwise occupied. Probably you have gone to this church many, many Sundays in their in their lives and all of a sudden a gunman opens fire and was eventually taken down by police, which tells me that many of the uh, churchgoers uh, were not carrying. Now, I guess let's start with this. Uh, you've done security training with churches in the past. I mean, what, what, kind, of, uh, I mean I, what kind of insight do you provide these particular congregations in? Do you recommend armed security? I mean, kind of give us an insight as to how you would handle or advise particular soft targets like this, uh, Peter Johnson? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, faith-based, proper, faith-based properties are unique in the sense of uh, it's obviously a place of peace and worship, and they want to keep it that way. Well, unfortunately, evil has directed a ton of violence towards faith-based properties over the past, I mean, it seems to be a never-ending news cycle over the past couple of years, and the trend is increasing dramatically. So one of the things we do at Archway Defense is work with faith-based properties to discuss reasonable mitigation, uh, and mitigation is threat mitigation for churches. Really quickly, all that means is tell them what the facts are. Yes, faith-based properties are have been targeted and continue to be targeted by deranged individuals, terrorists, whatever their motivation is. Their goal is to kill as many innocent people as they can. And what we do know from this, um, this attack, whether it's uh, Charlotte, Charlottesville or this attack or literally any other faith-based property attack, the quicker that an armed citizen or law enforcement officer puts professional violence towards that attacker, the more people ultimately uh, survive the attack. The longer you go without somebody confronting with force that attacker, unfortunately, the, the number of innocent lives will, those numbers will just keep going up and up. Now, this just happened, so we'll hold off on the early reporting of how many people were targeted and injured and ultimately I'm guessing killed today. But of course, yeah. um, this, this should serve as a perfect example that it's not just an issue for the mega churches that um, have really been proactive about their security in the past uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you've seen the photos just like I have. 
this was not a mega church. It was right. just a run-of-the-mill, average, <laughs> small-town USA church. So there's very reasonable steps that the, the congregation can take, and that would include either contracted armed security or just utilizing the, uh, the people in your congregation to, whether they're former military law enforcement, paramedics, doctors, nurses, using them as an emergency response um, volunteer within the church, which costs the church nothing but provides a massive asset, heaven forbid, this happens, or, or even something like a uh, medical emergency that wasn't violent. Now, I, I guess to try not to get uh, too, uh, too stereotypical here, but uh, are you familiar? I mean, people talk about gun laws in Texas, and in Texas of all the states probably have gun laws that are obviously more favorable to folks who are uh, passionate about the uh, Second Amendment. Do you know specifically about gun laws that may would have prevent private citizens from carrying? Because I, I, I say this, Peter, again, I don't want it to sound too stereotypical, but because uh, law-abiding citizens probably would take advantage of carrying some type of self-defense. Uh, do places of worship typically, is this kind of a countrywide issue where they would ban guns on the premises by law-abiding um, citizens? I guess, what do you know about that aspect of it? I don't know anything about this specific church, whether their culture, um, whether they banned firearms or they didn't, okay. or they encouraged it or they didn't. Mm-hmm. However, I do know in some states there are uh, faith-based carry laws where you can't carry in a faith-based property. Those have been getting overturned um, throughout the years because the only people that follow them are the ones that are not trying to inflict violence towards innocent. Of course. But uh, we have worked with faith-based communities where they've taken a stance that they don't want to encourage anybody to carry a firearm. And that, that by all means, that's their right. Unfortunately, uh, if you don't have somebody in place to mitigate that type of threat, you ultimately have to wait for that first first responding law enforcement officer, which could be multiple minutes out. Okay, yeah, and obviously we've uh, ascertained that the gunman has uh, has since been killed by uh, by law enforcement. When all stories are indicating that he was able to uh, uh, to fire off uh, multiple rounds until law enforcement was able to arrive. I guess just kind of a general sense, Peter, I know you mentioned this a little bit a few weeks ago when we talked in the aftermath of the Las Vegas shooting, but in a situation like this where there is a soft target and you have citizens who are unarmed, uh, is it kind of the same mindset, particularly with a small congregation like this? Be wary of your surroundings, the nearest exit plan, and and how do you thwart, you know, because this has sounded like a compact area, how do you What's the best way to kind of seek protection when you when you are unarmed? It just seems pretty difficult, and given all the facts that we have here, yeah. The uh, when you're going up against an armed attacker, uh, in this case, in a linear environment, which a church is, everybody's generally seated in the in rows, facing one direction. So if the attacker comes in from behind you, you're behind the power curve already. So if that happens, there are very few options you have. One of those might be. Uh, using distance by being next to emergency exit and getting out. But if you're too close to the attacker where you can't get out, mm. you're you're left with very few options. Mm. And yeah. arguably the best option is simply to fight. Because we know from empirical de- research, specifically the FBI active shooter resp- report, they cataloged all the active shooters for the past, I believe it was 15 years, 
they realized that as soon as violence was directed towards the attacker, authorized violence in self-defense, sure. the number of bodies, the number of innocent lives lost dramatically dropped. So what that means for us as practitioners and faith goers and just community members, if we're in that situation and we can't get out and we're too close, we're in the proximity of the, uh, of the attack, one of our options that we have to discuss is simply fighting. And the, the one nice thing, I say the nice thing about all of this is we outnumber every terrorist group, every hate-filled ideology, every psychopath on the planet. There was just a report that came out. Um, there's about 3 million Americans that carry a firearm lawfully for self-defense every day in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, 3 million, I mean, that's 1% of the entire population in the U.S. But what that relates to as a military force, that's bigger than the Russian and Chinese military combined. Mm, So that is a pretty impressive, motivated, armed civilian populace that are law-abiding citizens. So if we can leverage those people that are already taking the time to go through the steps, whatever the states require, to get your permit, to carry lawfully, to make sure you're following all the laws, if we can leverage them within our faith-based properties, there's a chance that we can greatly reduce what we're seeing in Texas and all over the rest of the country at faith-based properties specifically. Right. Yeah. Obviously this is, uh, I, I think, uh, I, and again, we don't know the motive of the shooter yet. Obviously this just happened literally within the past couple, three hours. And so there's going to obviously be a pending investigation. And unfortunately, as is, as is prevalent in our culture today, Peter Johnson, it doesn't seem to, to be that people want to wait for an investigation to play out. They immediately want to talk about, uh, how to, how to, uh, how to get the guns, even though that law-abiding citizens who were just enjoying a worship service were unarmed. So uh, kind of uh, (laughs) uh, not really looking forward to that, but unfortunately that's a reality in uh, today's world, Peter Johnson. Yeah, we all know that as as soon as a horrific act like this happens, whether it's Columbine, Newtown, um, here, San Bernardino, anywhere violence is directed towards innocence, there's a knee-jerk reaction by some, not all, to blame inanimate objects opposed to ideology, which we can get into a a couple, couple hour long show just on that discussion alone. But yeah, I have no doubt that that will be pushed by some people to ban, ban the objects opposed to try to identify what causes somebody to attack churchgoers or faith, faith based uh, community members when they're simply professing whatever faith that they're professing. Again, Peter Johnson with Archway Defense. Check out their website, archwaydefense.com. Uh, Peter, can't thank you enough uh, for joining us on uh, literally a one-minute notice and, and sharing your insights, and uh, hopefully that uh, given this horrific act, uh, it, it, that uh, faith-based communities take a uh, more serious look at what they can do to alleviate ta- attacks like this in the future. It's it's something you don't like to think about when going to uh, your place of worship, obviously, but it's a cold, hard reality in, in today's society, and uh, we've seen it uh, uh, smack us upside the proverbial head today. So, again, Peter, can't thank you enough for uh, the short notice, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, catch up with again in the future. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Peter. Uh, Peter Johnson, again, Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network.
Go nowhere. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. The Justice Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Parker Daniels Keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Minneapolis Marion West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the program. I'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in to the broadcast. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions. Six five one two four three zero three nine zero. You can also uh, weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N with any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And again, uh, we appreciate Peter Johnson of our fence. It was uh, Archway Defense uh, Facebook page, which uh, alerted me 
to the uh, mass shooting that took place down at a Texas church. I quickly hopped online and, and did a Google search, and sure enough, uh, read all about that. A horrific scene. Uh, we don't. There's been speculation as to the death toll. Don't really want to give any concrete numbers until we know for sure. But uh, the top of the 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 top of the news, uh, the SRN news at the top of the hour just before we started the show indicated that uh, there were some young children that were injured in this uh, shooting. Uh, oh, just awful, awful. And you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on browsing Twitter during the rest of the show because I'm afraid it'll just make me angry. Because it's, a, it's like we talked about with Peter. It's inevitable that before, literally, before the bodies are cold. I mean, literally, before they are cold, the, this this uh, gun control issue is going to be demagogue. And I, I just don't want to go down that road right now. I just don't. But I will say this. I do want to bounce off something uh, Peter said the last segment about how people seem so hell-bent on banning inanimate objects instead of addressing each specific case, whether the shooter has a uh, political axe to grind, whether it's a... Uh, uh, someone pledging allegiance to ISIS and, and shooting up a soft target like happened at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando a year and a half ago, or Omar Mateen pledged allegiance to ISIS. And, of course, because radical Islam is so hostile toward gay people, and I, when I mean hostile, I mean uh, feels it's a, a fe- such an affront that death is to be uh, put upon them. Okay, there there's... You look at each incident. Well, as Peter talked about, they look to, people look to ban the the inanimate object. And, you know, it's funny that when there are more and more vehicular attacks that are taking place all around the world by terrorists, and this leads perfectly into what I wanted to talk about, the New York City uh, terrorist attack. Of course, that happened... Uh, this past week in New York City, it was an attack that killed eight people, uh, and the uh, the perpetrator of this attack, uh, what was uh, I, I don't know how do you um, I don't know how you pronounce the the gentleman's name, but New York City terrorist, we'll just call him, uh, got out of the vehicle and shot at Allahu Akbar. Very very clear what his motives were. This was an this was an act in the name of, of radical Islam. And when people get their knee-jerk reaction is, like Peter said, to want to ban the inanimate object, the natural retort is, well, okay, what if they use a knife in an attack? You want to ban all knives? Or now that vehicle attacks are becoming more prominent? Because let's face it, people walking down the street, living their lives, those are soft targets as well, whether people are going, obviously they're go- going to a destination, thinking about something else. And in the in this day and age of smartphones, maybe just texting somebody as they're walking slowly down the sidewalk and all of a sudden a vehicle comes out of nowhere and they're not expecting it. That's that's a classic example of soft target. And people say, well, well you know, if it's a vehicle attack, what are you going to do, ban vehicles? Honest to God, somebody at BuzzFeed actually came up with a piece entitled, We Should Ban Cars from Big Cities. Seriously. That was the title of the piece. We Should Ban Cars from Big Cities. Seriously. Let me read a, uh, this is from a uh, BuzzFeed contributor, Jesse Singer. 
In the coming days, politicians will try to convince you that what happened on the West Side Highway in Manhattan this week was an issue of terrorism, immigration, or religion. Um, well, the fact that the perpetrator of this attack yelled out Allahu Akbar and pledged allegiance to ISIS kind of gives me an indication that, yeah, it had to do with terrorism and religion. Immigration, that's still being investigated, of course. But, yeah, terrorism and religion, I think those those could be some prominent factors. <clears throat> Anyways, Miss Singer continues, But just like the plague of mass shootings is a gun problem, the thousands of people killed by cars as they walk our streets every year is a car problem. A gun lobbyist would typically step in right about now and ask whether those who demand gun control after mass shootings also want to ban cars after events like this week. To which I say, hell yes, cars don't belong on the streets of big cities, and we should do everything in our power to get rid of them. Uh, this, this, this is not. I, I did verify this. This is from BuzzFeed, not The Onion. It really is. Okay, you can't stop crazy, but you can reduce the number of people allowed to drive their four thousand pound, four thousand pound bum machines into city parks, along city beaches, past playgrounds, and alongside the sidewalks of the most pedestrian packed places in the nation. If we ban cars from every city in the U.S. tomorrow, we would stop vehicular terrorism overnight and save thousands of lives. You've got to be kidding. This is honestly the uh, honestly the the course that they're taking. Really? Uh, stupefying. Stupefying. And by the way, most people who live or work around New York City, they don't drive much there. Because... Obviously, because of the, uh, the traffic problem. People who live, like, right in the city or right in the outskirts of Manhattan take the subway everywhere. It's really easy. I, I went on vacation there many years ago, and it, it, the subway is a breeze to get anywhere and everywhere you need to go. So most people don't even really own cars. So that's not even relevant to this. But, again, this just underscores the issue. They're going to go ahead and blame the object. You know, like the Las Vegas shooting. We talked about that last month. All of a sudden, they're hot to trot to ban bump fire stocks. Which people, and, and, and the problem with this is there's so much misinformation that is being put out there about what these instruments do. So, th- so this is the big part of the problem here, is that people don't want to address the immigration issue because that was the, that was the tenant of Donald Trump's presidential campaign, is he wanted to stop the, the flow of illegal immigration, illegal aliens streaming into this country, and potentially causing chaos. Now thankfully, you know there there are some there are some uh people who may be here illegally and obviously that's a discussion that's ongoing about whether to expedite their citizen status if they want to remain citizens here and have them pay back taxes and fines and all that and that by definition is not amnesty even though people say, well, we're going to want to give these people amnesty. Well, no, not really. But the point is, is that because the immigration issue is something that was still on the forefront of the minds of a lot of people and therefore attracted them to the Trump campaign. And again, you can argue whether or not that was a wise course of action to follow the Donald Trump campaign and support the Donald Trump campaign for president and ultimately elected president. That's another discussion for another day. But it, the fact remains that because Trump touched a nerve on immigration, a lot of these progressives particularly the at these publications like BuzzFeed, they don't want to discuss that issue. So this is a 
this is a, a classic dodge and say, well, let's just discuss the inanimate object and ban that, and therefore people will be much safer. And again, it, it, it's it's imp- like with guns, it's impossible to. How are you going to do? How do you go about doing that? I mean, if a car gets within a certain radius of a city, you're going to have like a blockade put up and say, oh, oh, sorry, you can't. This is as far as you can go. We, we, you can only get within like, well, I don't know, three miles of the city limits of, of, of Midtown Manhattan. Seriously, how would, you, how would you even begin to enforce something like this? This doesn't even make any sense. I can't even begin to make sense of it. But again, this, all this is is a classic misdirection. Don't discuss this case in particular. I mean, again, go back to the Pulse nightclub shooting a year and a half ago. We're after, we're in the, later in that evening, the, uh, pre, then President Obama gave a statement says, well, we may never know uh, what, what, what the shooter's motive was, but obviously he was motivated by hate. Uh, the shooter pledged allegiance to ISIS. So what, we're, we're supposed to ascertain that the shooter didn't mean it? Ha-ha, just kidding? Fingers crossed? I mean, come on. But the further we delve into political correctness in this country, the more that these problems are going to continue to go unchecked and unsolved. And all it is is going to be the, the cries for gun control. In fact, there was a there was an article that expressed surprise this past week. I forget which publication it was. They were they were almost expressing shock and surprise. It's like, oh, the gun control issue doesn't seem to be going anywhere in the aftermath of Las Vegas, just like other mass shootings. Yeah, because the only ones who are going to be impacted by this are law-abiding citizens, you know, people who actually obey the law. Until you can figure out a way to get to prevent criminals from breaking the law, it's just not going to go anywhere. So, again, I, I didn't really want to go down this road, but unfortunately this is what dominates the story and how many ever people lost their lives down at this church in Texas, that should be the central focus on this. And this was, a uh, again, Sutherland Springs, about 30 miles southeast of San Antonio. Um, just an awful, sad situation. And unfortunately, we've, we have become numb to this because immediately we start arguing with each other about the best way to prevent attacks like this in the future. And archwaydefense.com is obviously uh, a great resource in order for faith-based communities to thwart attacks like that in the future. So, again, appreciate uh, Peter Johnson this uh, in the first segment for uh, helping me out kind of a uh, misdirection here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Just- Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. A little less of this and more of this. It's been a rainy year, and if you've seen moisture on your walls, it's probably worse behind the wall. Of course, we're talking about mold. I'm John McNamara, owner of Steam Attic of the Twin Cities. We'll conduct an inspection to find out what could be lurking behind your walls. If mold is detected, Steamatic will follow the Institute of Inspection's cleaning and restoration certification procedures to ensure and restore a clean environment. So you can breathe easier with less of this and a little more of this. Steamatic can also clean your entire duct system, not just a partial cleaning like some companies. Steamatic is a local, better-known company, and I've earned an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And my technicians have, on average, five years in the home air quality business. Call Steamatic to bring your indoor air quality back to where it should be for the winter. My mission is to be the best when your situation may be at its worst. Dial 651 
That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard People, if you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at one 800 366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America Is your water softener slacking off? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing now for a water softener efficiency checkup for just $33. Benjamin Franklin will give you peace of mind to make sure it's performing correctly. If it's beyond repair, you'll save $150 off Benjamin Franklin's installation of a new water softener. Call Benjamin Franklin today, the punctual plumber and your water softener expert. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like Johnny and June. We've been talking about Jackson. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast where I'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, heard every Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 11 a.m. Again, that's AM 1440, The Businessman. It'll be aired live Saturdays and replayed on Sundays, again, both from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. He's on 1 to 3 p.m. Saturdays. I close out every weekend 2 to 3 p.m. Sundays right here on this very station you're listening to, AM 1280, The Patriot. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, I appreciate uh, Mitch filling in for me uh, last week. I was uh, out on assignment at a actually work trip that I had uh, taken to uh, Indiana. So I was gone. I left Saturday afternoon and uh, got home Wednesday evening. So Mitch was uh, able to fill in for me. And I, I, I literally worked 14 hours last Sunday from like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Would have rather much been here doing the show, but uh, uh, such is life. But I do appreciate Mitch uh, filling in for me. And, uh, I, you know, it's uh, I, Mitch is a radio pro. I know that he is able to uh, answer the call whenever he's asked to do so. So definitely appreciate it. Uh continuing with some rather disturbing storylines kind of be I'm sorry to be macabre here folks but you know these are this is a cold hard reality sometimes news breaks and you, you at least have to address it and um I'm grateful that Peter Johnson was able to call in and, and help me out with this because I I don't know that I really had a lot of words for what had happened down in Texas but uh unfortunately this society we're being 
bombarded with stories of violent acts it, for myriad reasons, whether it be for, for terrorism or political uh, beefs, what have you. And this is when it's really starting to get scary, when our political affiliation or our political beliefs uh, cause people to react with violence. I mean, real, actual, physical violence. I know there are some snowflakes out there who say, well, speech is violence. You know, if you say things that I don't agree with, it'll trigger me and I need to run for a safe space. No, that speech is not violence. But actually attacking someone physically and accosting them over their beliefs, uh, it's becoming a little bit more prevalent. And, of course, I'm referring to uh, senator Rand Paul, a Republican senator, U.S. senator out of Kentucky, this is a Fox News story. An irate neighbor allegedly assaulted U.S. Senator Rand Paul on Friday as a senator was mowing the lawn outside his Bowling Green home, according to neighbors. Again, there it is, soft target, just Rand Paul, home for the weekend in Kentucky. You know, the, jo- the, the when, when Congress is in session, obviously the majority of the time he's in Washington, D.C. because, well, that's where the job is. But here he's, you know, probably has a rare weekend at home, can take some time mow his lawn, and uh, gets attacked by a neighbor, apparently. Uh, Kentucky State Police identified the alleged assailant as Rene Boucher, 59, of Bowling Green, charging him with intentionally assaulting Paul, causing minor injury, local law enforcement officials told Fox News. They said Boucher was arrested and charged with one count of fourth-degree assault, minor injury. He was taken to nearby Warren County Detention Center where he was being held on $5,000 bail. A second neighbor told local news station at WNKY-TV that Paul was mowing his lawn around 3 p.m. when Boucher assaulted him. The neighbor said Paul's and Boucher's homes share a corner adjacent to their homes, and they have been embroiled in an ongoing feud. The assailant could face up to a year behind bars for the Class A misdemeanor. A local newspaper, the Bowling Green Daily News, reports that Warren County Attorney Amy Milliken said Boucher could face additional charges. Uh, there, there, it has been since reported that uh, this uh, attacker, Rene Boucher, was a registered Democrat. And a Facebook account said to be maintained by Boucher contained multiple anti-Trump postings. And again, this I, I I don't know if this was the dispute that set him off or if maybe he was upset that part of Rand Paul's a tree on Rand Paul's property maybe was growing over on his property. Who knows? Who knows? But what has really disturbed me about this particular incident is how little play it's getting on the media, in the, within the media. Because I guarantee if the roles were reversed, if, if Senator Bernie Sanders was uh, mowing mowing his lawn at one of his three homes that he maintains, you know, uh, no one no one needs three homes, according to a vowed socialist, but apparently Bernie Sanders does. Uh, <coughs> sorry, that's a digression. If he were mowing the homes at one of mowing the lawn at one of his three homes and a Republican neighbor attacked him, it. it, it it would be a continual cry on on CNN, you know, Sanders attacked by, uh, you know, angry Republican. And they would have a guest panel on on hate speech and vitriol and violence and politics. And this is what it's going to be like in Trump's America. But when a Republican senator is attacked, har- hardly any hardly any blurbs about it. I wish I could say it's amazing, but it really isn't. And you remember... 
What what was the storyline when uh, during the uh, congressional baseball practice last June, when a gunman opened fire, finding out that it was Republican members of Congress that were uh, engaged in baseball practice? You know, Bernie Sanders supporter opened fire, ended up shooting Steve Scalise, and Steve Scalise thankfully is recovering, but he was pretty seriously wounded. But what was the storyline behind it? They were digging into some of the votes Steve Scalise took while he was a member of Congress. You know how he voted yes in the American Health Care Act. And how some people came out and like, wow, Steve Scalise voted with the American Health Care Act to kill millions of people, so it's only right that he gets what he has coming to him. I mean, these were some of the things that were said. Or they would cite part of a security detail. There was a, uh, a woman, a black woman who was also a lesbian, and people say, well, how ironic that a uh, black lesbian uh, who Steve Scalise probably uh, has a tremendous amount of disdain for, because of her, Steve Scalise is alive today. Okay? Nothing about how this gunman, who apparently has such a big axe to grind with the Republicans, would do something as so deranged as to open fire at a baseball practice, once again, well, not, not not a soft target because she had armed security detail, but still was able to fire off enough shots to... Steve Scalise was very seriously wounded. And again, thankfully, he's back and he's recovering and he's doing well. And here's another thing about that. In the aftermath of the story, hardly anything about, boy, thank God, Steve Scalise. Boy, does that show a, does that show a tremendous amount of, the, uh, of courage and what a tremendous amount of human spirit that Steve Scalise exudes by being able to overcome this horrific incident and recover and, and, res, and resume going back to work. None of that. All it was was talking about how they were shocked, shocked that Steve Scalise, despite being shot, still has the same stance on gun control, which means I don't believe in disarming law-abiding citizens. They were still shocked that Steve Scalise was a strong amendment of the second, uh, strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Unbelievable. So, the 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 and someone mentioned this on on Twitter. The alarming way where the media, after about two or three days of the, of the Scalise shooting, just kind of shrugged it off and you know, eh, moved on to other things, okay? The Gabrielle Gifford shooting, even though the, shoot, the gunman, no political motivation detected at all, was said to be mostly apolitical, yet they concocted a narrative that somehow it was Sarah Palin in, in the rhetoric of the Tea Party that caused the, that that was responsible for setting off this gunman, even though there was zero evidence of that. And they were willing to prop up Gabby Giffords at every chance they could. Now, don't misunderstand me. What happened to Gabrielle Giffords was was horrific, was awful, was a tragedy. And God bless her, very inspirational story. Fought for her life. There was at one point, I still remember that shooting that took place early 2011. There was one news report that indicated that she had passed away. Thankfully, that was quickly retracted and says, no, 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 she's still in very serious condition. She didn't pass away. And you know what? She has recovered. You know, she still has after effects from the shooting, no question. And even though I disagree with uh, with her stance on a lot of issues, I'm grateful that she was able to survive that and didn't let the gunman win. But yet, she was continually put out front, because why? Because she fit the leftist template of wanting to enact serious gun control. But because Steve Scalise wasn't willing to, 
all within three days, yep, that story's over. And when he and when he walked into the House of Representatives to a standing ocean and mentioned how his faith, indomitable faith, got him through. Well, that's uh, yeah, that, that that that's a little creepy for some media members when he mentioned God. Okay, just just let it just just let it drop. So th- this is this is becoming uh, very uh, very alarming here, and we saw a lot of this during the 2012 presidential campaign, where a lot of the different candidates in 2012, whether it was uh, Michelle Bachman or, or Newt Gingrich or Mitt Romney, you know, they they were these kooks that would throw glitter at them because uh, the GOP was uh, anti-gay or something. I think that was their motivation for throwing glitter at them. Okay, and if you can get that close to throw glitter at someone, the concern was how close could they get if they had, oh, I don't know, maybe like a dangerous chemical you can throw in somebody's face. So it's pretty scary when you put your political beliefs out there that they're met with violence like this. So uh, thankfully, Senator Paul is fine. He tweeted out this morning that, you know, he thanked everybody for the for the prayers, that, you know, he's doing well. I guess he... Uh, he suffered some cuts around his uh, around his mouth area, um, but overall uh, seems to be doing fine. But again, this just kind of continues a disturbing trend where if a right of center political, particularly a political official, uh, is under some sort of attack, a victim of physical violence, uh, it's it's not as big a concern. It's not as big a news story because you know once they're found out to be okay and they're recovering. Uh, they're no longer useful to the left because, well, let's face it, they aren't espousing their political beliefs. So, just a, uh, uh, I got, I, I apologize, folks. These are, like I say, these are a lot of macabre stories I'm bringing forth. But uh, this is this has kind of been the news of this past week, and like I say, I'm not even getting to about a third of some of the news stories that I kind of uh, jotted down that I wanted to get to today. But, um, yeah, well, I'm so I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I will definitely find something to talk about this last segment. What do you think? Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, with one final segment coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. If you're like most people near retirement, you're concerned about running out of money before you run out of life. Hugh Hewitt here with Sheila Frank from Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. Sheila, it's a real fear among people. You know, Hugh, it really is. The people I talk to are really afraid and wonder how they're going to replace that income and protect the lifestyle that they've worked so hard to create. What's the one crucial thing that people need to consider, Sheila? Hugh, it's really about how are they going to generate income in addition to their Social Security to ensure that they don't have to change their lifestyle that they've worked so hard to accomplish. Are you 100% confident that your money will last as long as you do? Call Sheila Franks at Lifestyle Financial Tax Advisors. 763-545-5555. Sheila will help you create a blueprint for income for the rest of your life. Listen to Sheila's radio show Saturdays at 7 a.m. on The Patriot. Call her here at 763-545-5555. Hugh Hewitt is a paid spokesperson and is not a client of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors or Global Financial Private Capital. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? 
Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you, do a walkthrough of your facility, go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC professionals, and we would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651-404-0132. Grandpa Pat, I'm trying to find the cheapest bike. The cheapest or the one that costs the least amount of money? It's the same thing. Not exactly, Ian. You gotta consider initial price, warranty, and the cost of repairing or replacing it when it doesn't last. So cheapest up front isn't the lowest cost? It's kind of like a Blue Ox heating and air system. When you weigh the initial investment, warranty, utility cost, and lifespan, Blue Ox is your best value. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Grandpa Pat. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air at 7634 Blue Ox today. That's the way to eat a little peppy music, I guess, to wrap up the show. Uh, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, you know, when you when you have an hour-long show and there's breaking news like this, uh, obviously you just have to adjust on the fly. So, And we did that. Be sure to catch up if you're just tuning in now. Uh, there was a uh, mass shooting at a uh, church down in Texas about 30 miles outside of San Antonio Baptist Church where a gunman opened fire. The gunman was eventually killed by police. I don't believe they've released the gunman's name as yet, and obviously none of the victims' names have been released. It just happened literally within the last three hours. Uh, church services started at 11 o'clock Central Time, and this happened about 1130. Uh, again, thanks to Peter Johnson of Archway Defense. Peter has been a frequent guest of my program as uh, well as Mitch Berg's program on Saturdays talking about uh, security and how to handle being in the midst if you're part of a soft target uh, we talked to after the Las Vegas shooting as well uh, last month, so uh, we appreciate Peter joining us on such short notice and uh, always appreciate his insights as well. Uh, this is kind of one of those uh, necessary uh, discussions we need to have on how to address uh, security within your place of worship. And uh, sadly, it takes an incident like this to really raise people's uh, radars on this, but uh, hopefully... Uh, churches definitely take charge of their security and be as uh, best prepared as they can. Uh, I only have about five minutes to go, but I do, I, I do want to bring up another uh, uh, story of just stunning leftist hypocrisy. Uh, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, you know, I often cite Berg's seventh law of liberal projection. Uh, when a liberal issues a group defamation or assault on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth. They are at best projecting and at worst 
drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. Uh, this from a Los Angeles Times columnist, uh, David, uh, what was his name? David Horsey. This is an excerpt from a column he wrote a couple of days ago uh, regarding Trump's, uh, President Trump's press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders does not look like the kind of woman Donald Trump would choose as his chief spokesperson, much like Roger Ailes when he was shocking or stocking the Fox News lineup with blonde Barbie dolls and short, tight skirts. The president has generally exhibited for a preference for sleek beauties with long legs and little heels to represent the interests and act as his arm candy. Trump's daughter Ivanka and wife Melania are the hypothesis, uh, uh, hypothesis of this type. By comparison, Sanders looks more like a slightly chunky soccer mom who organizes snacks for the kids' games. Rather than the fake eyelashes and formal dresses she puts on her news briefings, Sanders seems as if she'd be more comfortable in sweats and running shoes. Yet, even if Trump privately wishes he had a supermodel for a press secretary, he is lucky to have Sanders. So I guess this is kind of a backwards compliment, right? Hey, you know, even though she's uh, not exactly eye candy, eh, she's good at her job. Was that, was that what he was going through here? Was that supposed to be some sort of backhanded compliment? That is unbelievable what conservative women have to endure. Unbelievable. And for all of the shrieking, chanting points, particularly during the 2012 presidential election about how Republicans wage a war on women, and I'm bringing up, of course, Brandon's favorite line about the binders full of women, that Mitt Romney, it was an unfortunate misstep. He didn't mean literal women in binders, okay? He talked about he taught their resumes, but still. It was a it was an unfortunate verbal misstep, but nevertheless, that was the narrative that was pushed for the you know the oh he just looks at women as objects as uh, affirmative you know to to uh, as tokens within his company or to show that he's doing his due, or to pretend like he's doing his due diligence to bring in women in prominent positions in his company. Okay, for all of the talk of the GOP waging a war on women, isn't it amazing that it's the left who immediately attacks women that don't toe the progressive line i mean michelle obama just a month or two ago said that women who voted for donald trump voted against their own interests as if the only thing women care about is birth control seriously to me that's the most insulting thing this idea that all women care about is their lady parts is it important to them? well of course it is but this idea that they can't also be concerned about economic issues and feel that one candidate, particularly the right-of-center candidate, gives them a better opportunity to succeed in the U.S. economy than the left-of-center candidate? Oh, they're voting against their best interests. Uh, and, and, the, and the, again, the, the hypocrisy is stunning on this. Because flat-out flat pointing out Sarah Huckabee Sanders' looks to make your point, disgusting. And by the way, the Trump campaign, I, I, I have... I'm. I've been following presidential politics for a while. I don't recall a presidential administration that had more women in high-profile positions than the, than the Trump administration. I, I get there have been women that have served in many capacities in presidential administrations, but I'm talking about these high-profile positions. Obviously, Kellyanne Conway is still a, 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 a prominent advisor in the Trump, Trump administration. Uh, Hope Hicks, communications director. Very high-profile position. Obviously, we mentioned Sarah Sanders, the press secretary. Nikki Haley, doing a terrific job as the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Okay? And it's amazing. You can't win. As a Republican in the state, you can't win. 
Because if he didn't have women in these prominent positions, well, look at when Trump was first putting together his cabinet. He was chiding as do, he was chided as doing nothing but selecting a bunch of middle-aged white guys. Then all of a sudden, he selects uh, Betsy DeVos as his uh, education secretary. And then Nikki Haley, as, as I mentioned, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. And then after Sean Spicer left, uh, Sarah Sanders was elevated to the press secretary job. And then Anthony, after the disaster that was Anthony Scaramucci left as communications director, Hope Hicks comes in. Again, high, very high-profile positions. And yet when a, when a Republican administration brings women in these high positions, they're denigrated. Okay, they're insulted. Just as what liberals accuse conservatives of doing of waging a war on women. So it just it's it's classic projection here. And and it's 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 disgusting and I'm glad this is being called out. And for the record, uh Mr. Horsey did uh did apologize for his remarks. He says I want to apologize to the LA Times readers and to Sarah Huckabee Sanders for a description that was insensitive and failed to meet standards of our newspaper. Well, who, when he first wrote this, where are the editors? Do they even look at this? How did they think that this would be remotely acceptable to publish in a major publication like the L.A. Times? Unbelievable. So, uh, David Horsey, I guess it's up to uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders if she wants to accept Mr. Horsey's apology. So, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the broadcast at AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Be sure to check out the podcast for the first segment uh, with uh, Peter Johnson. Very insightful stuff there. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights. Are you self-motivated and creative? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Do you believe in the importance of small business? Oh, yeah. Then call us. We're looking to add an additional account executive here at Salem Media Twin Cities, and you may be perfect for our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call today at 651-289-4418. That's 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Small businesses drive our nation's economy, employing about half of the country's private sector workforce. He's When you shop at local small businesses, you help the entire community thrive. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. I support local small businesses for the good of our community. Let's help our neighbors thrive. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. The Justice Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. If you want to be like most people, you could trust someone else to protect your money, investments, and retirement. If you like those large firms that manage thousands of accounts and can't remember your name unless you answer a password question, then this is not for you. At Tradeway, we help you get involved in your investments. Our team will get to know you on a personal level to understand your goals. Then we'll help you learn how to make your own investment decisions and reach those goals. Even if you have no clue where to start, we'll walk you through it. You're not like most people, so Tradeway won't act like most firms. Understanding your investments may seem like a big goal, but small steps can get you there. To learn more, call 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com. Tradeway, big goals, small steps. 
Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. This is AM 12. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.